Your attention, please. The Thunder Mesa Limited, now leaving for a grand circle tour through the realms of Imagineering, Model Railroading, and Disney Trains. All passengers, board! Howdy folks, welcome aboard the Thunder Mesa Limited. I'm your host Dave Meek, coming to you from Thunder Mesa Studio in historic Jerome, Arizona. This is the show where we talk to all kinds of creative folks from the worlds of themed entertainment, modeling, trains, and Disney. You are listening to Season 1, Episode 8, and today we are thrilled to have as our special guest, Brandon Cliley. Brandon is a former set decorator and all-around creative for Walt Disney Imagineering, where he helped to create the now-famous Trader Sam's brand, with locations in both Anaheim and Orlando. He was a nominee for the Spirit of Walt Disney Award and has five TEA awards to his credit. Brandon is also the creator of the fabulous Tiki Indie Jungle-inspired merchandise at TraderBrandon.com. To this very day, he continues to work in the world of themed entertainment, and we'll be talking with Brandon about all of that and more right after this important word from our sponsor. After a hard day working in the mines, bring your gold dust to Big Thunder Saloon, the biggest little saloon in the West, with entertainment, dancing, billiards, and the finest corn whiskey west of the Rio Grande. Belly up to the bar for a refreshing libation or try your luck at our gaming tables, where our square dealers almost never draw from the bottom of the deck. It's Big Thunder Saloon, right next to the SA office on Main Street. <laughs> and hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here is the wildest rye in the wilderness. <laughs> and now, please welcome to the program, Trader Brandon himself, Brandon Cliley. Hi, Dave. Hi, Brandon. Thanks so much How for doing are you? this. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to have you. I'm thrilled I got through that whole intro without tripping over my own tongue, <laughs> which is what I usually do. Yeah, that's that's oh, great. That's all right. You, so, probably what people are listening to is the fourth or fifth time you you just recorded that. So that's we're right. okay. It's fine. They don't need <laughs> the to. I'm not going to tell them. You don't need to tell them. That's they'll never know. That's the magic of podcasting. That's podcast editing, right there, folks. That's right. So, uh, so how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I am. Uh, I'm coming to you from my my little house here in Claremont, Florida. We're mm-hmm. about forty minutes away from Disney World. We're yeah. far enough away that we're not uh, surrounded by tourists twenty four seven. But yeah. I can still every night at nine o'clock watch the fireworks watch from the, the back. Fireworks. That's nice. See, I grew it's up nice. in in uh, in Costa Mesa, so that oh, was our so thing. Yeah. We'd get up on the roof and you could see them. Sure. From our house uh, at Disneyland. It was fun. weird. Uh, recently when they because they just started a couple weeks ago uh not hearing them for a year and a half or whatever and all of a sudden going what is that noise and then going oh oh yeah they're back got it i was just i just got back from san diego and we were we we were at uh uh, in ocean beach which is right across mission bay from uh sea world and uh we were sitting there at night at nine o'clock at night you know and and all of a sudden I'm like, what the hell is that? I thought it was the upstairs neighbor we were renting a house. Was, uh, what are they moving furniture and dropping bowling balls up there? And then yeah. my son says, No, it's yeah. he looks out the window. No, it's fireworks. So we went and ran outside and you know the fireworks show for SeaWorld lasts about four and a half it don't, minutes. 
it's very, well, you it's know, very San Diego, San Diego does that. They'll light them all off at one time yes. and you get it for about 30 seconds. That's, so, you know, that's what they do down there. It's a big show, but it's short. It's big and it's loud, but it lasts about 15 seconds. <laughs> that's right. Well, let me, let me, um, let's get started. I'll go to the actual interview. Um, oh dear. So I was reading uh, in your, your LinkedIn, I did not know this about you. And Ray did not know this about you. You were a child oh. actor. Ray didn't know that? Uh-uh. Well, he said he didn't. Oh, holy smokes. Uh, I will, we should probably preface this, that yeah. uh, you and I will probably uh, give our dear friend Ray Spencer a lot of guff throughout this. And That's okay. He does listen know. to the show. So I, I'm, I was going to say, but people at home should know that we love him dearly. <laughs> we love you, Ray. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. I did that uh, first paying job. I was seven years old. Wow. Uh, making 75 bucks a week, which is good money when you're seven. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad money now, honestly. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, was doing uh, community theater here, uh, equity theater in, in Daytona Beach. And then, uh, what was that? That was early 90s. So Universal had opened up and, mm -hmm. and was filming. You know, this is early 90s. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Orlando was basically East Coast Hollywood. You know, that was, right. that was when... We're going to make movies in Florida. So Universal had sound stages and they were filming all of Nickelodeon and mm -hmm. and selected movies. Uh, Disney MGM Studios was a functioning studio. That's right. Um, so all that. So, yeah, I worked a lot uh, at Universal. A lot of did almost every TV show on Nickelodeon at one point. Did some stuff at, at MGM at studios there and then. Uh, did a few movies, which is what took me out to L.A. in 95. Mm -hmm. uh, stayed out there until 2015 when I came back uh, working on Pandora. Wow. So, yeah, that's and, you know, and, you know, being a child actor, that's hard on uh, a lot of kids. I mean, you seem to have come out with your sanity intact and you're not a drug yeah. addict or anything. I mean, yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't <laughs> people can't see the video, but I have my own. I have my uh my vices uh, well, we all do. sitting in my, sitting <laughs> in my study here surrounded by all my toys and props and everything. Mm -hmm. um, no, it was good. And, and parents were always very supportive. And uh, in, in 95, when I went to LA, I was actually shooting uh, reshoots for a film that I had done. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom went with me, my dad and my sister stayed in Florida and we came back to Florida and said, Hey, we're moving to LA. Wow. And, and dad and sister went, all right, let's go. And we just packed the house and we moved to LA. And that was that was it. So wow, and don't look back. Hey, you know, yeah. you, you told me a story in confidence uh, on Twitter, and and I'm going to share it now. Uh, <laughs> that you used to. <laughs> that That's it, fair because this is the train connection. If people are listening, wondering what is the connection with this? Okay, so he worked at Imagineering, yeah, we'll but what's the connection trains, with yeah. the train? Well, Brandon uh, dressed up like the engineers at the Walt Disney World yeah. Railroad. The striped, yeah. uh, the hickory striped overalls and stuff, right. and. Red yeah, that was my and... that was my go to. You know, I, I didn't dress up as uh, there weren't a lot of Disney characters you could dress up with in the early uh, 80s. Right. But probably about three, four five. Yeah, I dressed like the conductors when I went to the park and I've got photos of me sitting on the steps with them on the, you know, on the trains talking and and just like I worked there. But yeah, no, that was that was my go to outfit for That's many great. years. Yeah. So you loved the train. Oh, love the train. What's not I, to love? Not you gotta love the train, especially, and I love them both equally the the Disneyland trains and the right. Walt Disney World trains. But uh, with the size of those Disney World trains is just great because they're just steaming, you know, hulks of yeah. that come around 
attractions. Yeah. They're massive. Yeah. Uh, Where the Disneyland ones are much more toy-like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. Which is, which is great for them. But yeah, Mm -hmm. the ones here are like, Oh my goodness. And, and I've laughed several times with my wife of thinking, uh, we have a nephew who's getting ready to turn three and the Disney world railroad has been closed Uh since the day he was born. And he's almost three and has never ridden the train. The Tron saga continues. You know. Hey, is that ever going to open? Probably not. (laughs) I don't think so. Eventually. Does anybody care? I don't know. Uh, There'll be a lot of hoo-ha when it opens. I'm sure it'll be be fine, but I go, "Uh, just can I have my train, please? Like. It take. I don't like mm-hmm. when attractions re- involve the shutting down of other things, especially mm-hmm. for multiple years. Yeah. Where you go, you had your chance. I don't care anymore. I want my train back. Like how, I'm trying to remember how long the Disneyland Railroad was closed for Galaxy's Edge, and I don't think it was three years. No, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> and Galaxy, Galaxy's Edge was a much, much bigger Look, project. We just had to add a left and then bring it back around. Totally it had to change work. the river, relay the track build a new berm and then build another land behind it so it took less time than it took them to build a roller coaster in a warehouse yeah but i'm not here to bitch about that all right good night everybody <laughs> yeah i just think it's odd i mean it's it's very it's, it's strange very odd. That it's taking it's very this long. odd um so you, you love the trains you and you dressed up so you could say you should add this to your bio you invented disney bounding there you go. You did. You invented you it. You're the no one else. I mean, 1987. No one was yeah. doing it then. So nobody was doing it. Yeah, that didn't start even, until like I the mid 90s. I even remember, and I mean, obviously, I I wouldn't remember because I wasn't buying them. But I don't even remember if you could buy like princess dresses in the park for kids in 1987. Like free bibbity bobbity boutique. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't yeah, have that I stuff. Think, I don't think there was anything. So yeah, seeing a little kid run around in a conductor outfit was a uh, was a sight to see. Right. So it had to be a homemade. They didn't. I used to do that at Universal too, but I would wear my Ghostbuster outfit. Oh, uh, yeah. But I do remember. I remember several times. Uh, and I don't know why this sticks with me, which is really weird, is I remember other kids thinking, like, I was part of the show or part of the thing. Like, because, yeah, why would – they were like, why is this kid dressed mm-hmm. up? You know, yeah. it was weird back then, and now everybody does it. Right. So I see in the background here – people can't see this because it's on – they can't see the video. But in the background, uh, you've got uh, you've got a proton pack. You've got a whole yeah. Ghostbusters outfit back there. Do you, go to, whole, do you yeah. wear that to, to cons and stuff? Uh, I used to wear it around WDI. Oh, even better. Uh, Halloween parties. <laughs> uh, I used to wear it at cons. Um, I, I, it got too heavy. Mm-hmm. The, the pack in the middle there, and again, now we're talking about stuff that no one can see. Right. Uh, the pack in the middle weighs about 60 pounds. It's solid Ooh, metal. Wow. It's made, it's made accurate to what was in the film. The pack on the left of that is a plastic uh, pack from Spirit Halloween uh-huh. recently that I remodified and cleaned up right. and uh, made a little more accurate because, uh, again, back to my nephew, uh, he has not seen the films, but he loves coming over into what he refers to as my playroom. <laughs> and uh, and is mesmerized by the gear because everything lights up and blinky right. lights, the whole thing. So the one on the left I made to wear with him uh, when we hunt ghosts around the house because he loves That's doing awesome. that because, again, he has a PKE meter that blinks and moves and, and does stuff, and he, he gets a huge kick out of it. But, yeah, one day he'll know what it all means. But right now it's just... Well, Uncle one of these Brandon's days, cool you, you should gear. you should come visit me in Jerome because it's the whole town is supposed to be haunted, and we have these ghost tours that come through my nice my building, you know, 
uh, where my studio is, and um, I hear them outside the door just nice. lying through their teeth to these people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it'd be really funny if you showed up with your, your proton pack. and <laughs> I, Yeah. I mean, who are you going to call? Uh, would they question it? You'd go, well, I feel better. I feel safer. <laughs> I feel safer now. No, they have the little, yeah, used... the little devices, you know. Oh, little, the little EMF meters? The little, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I want to install on my, you know, outside. I'm going to, like, go through the wall and create a, uh, a meter, which sure. is basically I'm just deciding if I can say bullshit meter on my own show. Yes, I can say bullshit meter. It's my show. <laughs> uh, and, and have a dial. Then, so when they're standing out in the hall talking, you see the, the, the meter the, it just the, starts, magically starts slowly moving. <laughs> moving into the red, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, the lights <laughs> go <laughs> Yeah. Why not? Either, either that or do some real ghost projection or something in the hall. Really I was going to say that's if I if I worked in a building where they had ghost tours, rest assured it'd be a good time. I got like three like, digital projectors. I should oh, do man. something. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Well, let's uh, let's get back on topic. Let's talk, how did you get into themed entertainment? <laughs> There's no back on topic. Uh, <laughs> themed entertainment came around. Uh, yeah, so like I said, I moved out to LA in '95. And uh, I did a couple of films. I did a number of commercials, um, a lot of a lot of good stuff. But then you kind of hit a point in uh, your career as a child actor where you are too old to play a kid and you're right. too young to play an adult. Right. So you don't work for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. You're out. Uh, but I took that time to kind of learn other stuff. I hung out with special effects buddies. I learned how to edit. I learned how to, you know, do Photoshop. And like, I started right. to learn all the, I wrote, I wrote scripts and, and sold scripts and uh, all that type of stuff. And as always, and I'm sure it's on one of my bookshelves here somewhere, but uh, I had that big giant Imagineering book when I was a kid, that really tall. Yeah. yeah the I got it. One. It's behind me. Yeah. 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 And uh, so it was always a thing uh, that I that I knew existed. And it was actually an issue of Disney magazine because mm. uh, my family and I were DVC. We were the first family of four to buy into DVC in the beginning. Wow. Uh, first to invent was, bounding. First DVC. I, Man, your life is nothing. Only, I kid you not. I think there was literally two husband, wife pairs before us but we were the first family to buy into dvc wow. when it was when it was just called disney vacation club it wasn't old key west it wasn't anything right. it was disney vacation club but i i vividly remember when you would go in you check in you go into your room there would be a copy of disney magazine mm -hmm. waiting for you right which was a big deal because you could, i don't even think you could subscribe to them i think it was like special thing mm -hmm. and i remember one of those issues had a uh, three four page article on tony baxter and that was the first time I realized that Imagineering was a was a a job, was a title, was a thing. Something you could uh, do. Yes. Yeah. You know, I kind of always just assumed, you know, parks just showed up. Who knew people <laughs> built them? Uh, much like people think now, I think. But uh, yeah, so I was like, hey, wait a minute. And then so, yeah, so then I got that WDI book and read through all that. And yeah, just over the years, you kind of just do various things and then one project i was working on was a uh documentary about indiana jones fans mm. around the time of the fourth film mm -hmm. and we were filming it wait, wait wait i'm sorry what 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 fourth film yeah it's it's all uh, i don't recognize the existence the, i don't i really don't either it's more <laughs> just like this weird moment in time that something happened there was a glitch of some sort something weird happened it's like an alien abduction where like you lose 
the clocks just change. If you start that film, you'll lose like two hours. Yeah. yeah it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we were, we were filming at Comic-Con and, and Tony walked up and we started talking. Uh, and then we just kind of kept in touch. And one day, uh, had met with some other friends that worked at WDI. And, uh, I, as, as everyone does, you know, you kind of throw out the, Hey, what do you got to do to work here? Right. yeah because it's that simple um but i had the the blessing of timing on my side perfectly because uh i was i was buddies with uh well still am was still am uh josh shipley if you know josh uh josh was getting ready to leave his uh role in the design department in the print department and go show direct uh great moments with mr lincoln wow for Tony. So we were at lunch and of course I, yeah, what do you got to do to work here? And that night he texted me and goes, Hey, send me your resume. And, uh, in a couple days I was, I was in, I was in, uh, cause I knew Photoshop. I knew, right. you know, I, I may or may not have fabricated that. I knew other things, uh, mostly large, <laughs> large format printing, but I learned, <laughs> I figured it out. It's not, it's not rocket science. How hard can it be? Um, yeah, come on. Yeah, you turn it on, you send it a file. You know, right. well, come on. Uh, so yeah, so I was in, and then once, and and you know, it was a it was a nice job because literally it was the department that printed all the presentation boards for any pitches mm. going on at WDI. Uh, so you know, so I you saw everything. everything. I saw everything. All the top secret how, good stuff. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> you could tell how. Oh, that's a Tony pitch. Oh, that's a so and so, you know. So you started to learn about it, and you right. saw everything going on. So it was very great introduction, you know, into mm-hmm. the fire introduction. Right. Um, I did that for about two years, and then Josh came back, and uh, that was the first time I was laid off. And uh, <laughs> but I kind of, you know, I was like, well, keep me, you know, if you need anything, uh, I'm just a train ride away. I, I, I see what it's all come back to the, the train. trains. Everything um, comes back to trains. I used to ride the train from Camarillo to Glendale. Oh, that's awesome. And there was a train station right by my house, yeah. and it dropped off right on Flower Street. So right. that's how I got to work pretty much every day. Um, so, yeah. So I was, you know, give me a call if you need anything. So then I did some – they would call, like, the morning of and go, hey, can you come in? And, I, you know, as long as I didn't miss the train, I, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. And uh, I went in and did stage managing. I did uh, some lighting. I did uh, just random random jobs around Flower Street. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was uh, – helping out the prop department, yeah. take some pictures of props. And then I stayed there for eight years. Wow. That's Just great. Left. I have Just to ask never... you this because you're, 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 you're you know, you're so uh, into the, the jungle thing and the skippers. Were you a yeah, jungle yeah, yeah. cruise skipper at any time? I was. Uh, see, I, was. I knew it. I can yeah, spot I him was. a mile away. Well, it's not that hard. You go, oh, that's true. No, he's got the hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Here's my hat. Not that people at home can see it, but yeah, you can see it. There's there it my, is. That's nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I did. It, that's another weird, funny story is, is working in Florida, you know, acting and everything else. Uh, I had done eliminations commercials and Disney Easter parades and right. MGM studios brochures and all this stuff. And at one point, and I don't even know why, uh, I went, you know, I've never worked at Disneyland. I'm going to go work at Disneyland. There you go. I live. I lived two hours from Disneyland. Wow. Like it was not a wise choice. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to go to Disneyland <clears throat> and uh, drove down with a friend of mine and he goes, all right, let's do it. 
because he lived up by me. And I was like, well, we can carpool and it'll be great. We'll work at the happiest place on earth. You know? Oh, yes. And uh, yeah, we went into casting and, and did the whole process. And I said, yeah, I really want to work at Jungle Cruise. That's that's where I want to work. And they yeah. were like, yeah, you can't pick where you want to work. It's that. Yeah, there's a waiting list you, for Jungle. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, we'll tell you where we <laughs> we put you where there's an opening. You don't right. just request where you want to go. And I said, yeah, I, no, I get that. But I really, you know, I live two hours away. If I'm coming this far, I want to work someplace that I can actually like have fun with. I don't want to just wow. sit and, you know, with no offense to the people at Mr. Toad, I don't want to sit and just push a button. <laughs> so they were like, OK, give me a minute. And the guy, it was really funny. And the guy kicks me out and he flags me back in later and he takes his computer monitor and he spins it around. And he goes, why do you want to work here? And on the monitor was my IMDb page. <laughs> It Googled me and looked me up and, wow. you know, it says, oh, he's been in these movies and blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, I said, I just wa always wanted to work at Disneyland, always wanted to work Jungle. And as you can see, uh, I said, I just kind of feel I can, you know, I can bring something to it and really have some fun. Uh, he goes, all right, well, OK. And uh, he let me he put me in for Jungle. And wow. uh, my buddy I went down there with went, I'm not driving two hours every day. You're on your own. So I did it. I did it for about a year and a half uh, during the 50th. Mm -hmm. which was cool. Yeah. Uh, I drove the gold painted boat frequently wow. uh, with the purple striped uh, canopy, the Wonka boat. Right. And uh, yeah, I did it for about a year, year and a half. And yeah, worked Indy a little bit, worked, I uh, worked the uh, Pirates 2 premiere mm. and, uh, you know, fireworks, the right. great, the best fireworks show there's ever been, the 50th fireworks That's show. That's true. Um, which, yes. you know, I was always the cast member on Main Street crying every night because that oh. show just tears me up. Like, I, it's the best show ever. It is. Um, it's just so beautifully edited. And when it goes into thunder and the trains, mm -hmm. like, it's just such a good show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, did that for about a year and a half. Well, that's that's fantastic. You know, <clears throat> I grew up like half an hour away from okay. Disneyland. All of my friends worked there. I was a theater kid. I was an art kid. That's the crowd I ran with, you know. Right. But I was, I considered myself an iconoclast at that time, long hair and a mustache, and I smoked dope. Sure. And so it's like I was not, this was, you got to understand, this was the 70s, you know, yeah. late 70s, early 80s. They were not going to hire somebody to look like me. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't fit the Disney look, my friend. I didn't. Yeah. No, but the, the cool thing is I had a bunch of friends that worked there, so, you know, I was there sure. all the time dated a girl who played snow white that was fun yeah but uh, yeah i never actually it never was it never and so now i think well maybe when i'm really old i'll go and get gotta a go work just just for fun yeah oh yeah well the waiting list for the train is I'll tell you, that was always that was always really my big regret is i never got to work trains and uh it's not how our our lands were broken down at the time and mm. then literally right after i left they made Main Street part of Adventureland, and mm. I went, you're telling me now I could have worked the train? Like, <laughs> if I had stayed a couple more months, I could have worked trains, which which kills me, because, yeah, I would have loved to work trains. Oh, yeah, that would be great. You know, your story about the gold boat uh, reminded me of what someone told me, that one of the plans for the 50th was to paint either the CK or the E.P. Ripley gold. That was... That oh, was, boy, yeah. And... Fortunately, they got talked back from that ledge, yeah. <laughs> and they decided yeah. they ended up putting very tasteful builders' plates on the sides of the locomotives. Right, right. Because on all the other, because yeah, yeah, on all the other opening day attractions, they had a gold ride vehicle. They did. You know, yeah. 
Japan. There was a Dumbo. There yeah. was all and yeah. yeah, Jungle Boat, and they were they were they were going to paint the CK Holiday were... gold if you can imagine that. And here's the here's the worst part: if they'd done it, parts of it would still be gold. Sure, just like the sure. Mark Twain and the castle, it'd still be absolutely be parts of it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> they were, they were no, still I agree. Gold. The uh, the Congo Queen was the gold boat yeah, uh, yeah. during the fiftieth, and I think she's back to how she should be. But yeah, no, it was yeah, that was a cool time. That was it, you know, and it was neat too to have work there during the fiftieth anniversary. 50th, like that was yeah. a cool. I didn't plan that, but that was a cool. That was a cool time to work there. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool time to visit. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you, maybe you came and rode one of my boats. I, I might have. I, you know, speaking <laughs> speaking of the Jungle Cruise, uh, I knew a guy who was a skipper, and um, <clears throat> well, this is a, this is like a friend of a friend thing, and he got fired because you know you're not supposed to ad lib. Sure. The official line is you're not supposed to ad lib, yeah. and he would ad lib a lot, and um, <clears throat> and he was warned, you know, and then one, <laughs> but the thing that got him. Out the door was this is I love this is my favorite all time Jungle Cruise joke and nobody can tell it. It was uh, you're going through the rainforest, and he says uh, I got some. Well, we're in the tropical rainforest. Blah 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 blah. Uh, I got some bad news though. That's not rain. Monkeys. So a monkey pee joke was not something that Disney was willing to go along with. I, what year was this? <laughs> Why are they doing that joke now? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's in the script now. Really? I remember, do- I remember doing it. Wow. Yeah, and that's just the monkeys in the trees, folks. It's just the monkeys yeah. in the trees. Wow. Yeah. I stayed on script pretty much the whole time. Uh, you know, the script is written in a way where it's kind of a multiple choice right. format. Right. Uh, so every scene has eight or nine options of joke that you can do there. And once you once you've gotten a groove and once you figured out what you knew would get a joke then mm-hmm. you just mastered that spiel and worked it and worked it and worked it and got your timing and got everything right so yeah i i i 99 of the time stayed on on script unless there was just something that i just wanted to mess with people you know if i <laughs> if i knew there was somebody that was like oh, i've been i've been on this ride a hundred times it's always the same stupid joke okay I'll throw a couple in and, and, you know, shut you up. But well, otherwise. Yeah. At Disneyland, everyone's been on it a hundred times because they're all annual pass holders. Uh, yeah. but, <laughs> uh, Jungle's weird too because, yeah, you'll literally, if you if you come around, there's certain jokes that you will get booed if you don't do. Like yeah. backside of water. If you even remotely yeah. think about driving underneath Schweitzer and not doing backside of water, they will hang you. Albert like Falls, it's yeah. not, yeah, it's not good. They'll They'll throw you off the boat and drive it back in themselves, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Is this an official joke? Because when we were loading the boat, it was a really <laughs> super busy day in August. It was just like, it was this time of year, and it was hot, and it was cra- just super crowded, like pre-pandemic. And um, we get in the boat. And we, you know, it was like a 60-minute wait. And then we get in the boat, and the skipper comes on the, the, uh, the microphone. Says, okay, hi, everybody. Could you all lay down now so we can make another layer? Is that an official that joke? Yeah. Is it? I think it is. Yeah. I love that joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, we need you to lay down because we're going to start. We're going to start stacking more people on top. Stack, yeah. We got to get more people in. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's in. I have my script somewhere, but no, I, I think that's in there. Really? Yeah, we need to, Moving on. It there. is the 10th anniversary of uh, Trader Sam's Enchanted hey, Tiki go. Bar in, uh, in uh, Anaheim. Um, and uh, you had a little something to do with that, right? I did. I did. I, uh, I had been at WDI about 
maybe a month mm-hmm. uh, when Sam's got announced. And yeah, I read it on the park's blog that they were going to build this tiki bar themed after the jungle cruise and all that. And I printed it out and I took it to my boss and I said, Hey, I want to work on this. This is, this is me written all over it. I want to do this. And he goes, Oh, I don't, ooh, I don't know. Let me, let me, you, you, it's not really how we do things here. You don't mm. get to just what you want to do. <laughs> kind of like the know. skipper thing. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, Disneyland. So apparently <laughs> it's me is what I'm, what I've right. learned. Uh, it's not them. It's me. And uh, I said, yeah, but I, you know, I've worked jungle for a year and a half. I, I know that land. I know that ride. I, 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 I know it. I get it. I really want to work on this. Uh-huh. And uh, for those who don't know, there's the main office at, in, on Flower Street in Glendale. Right. And then every park has a remote trailer of smaller group of Imagineers that do the stuff in the park. Uh-huh. So he goes, one, it's a it's a it's at in Anaheim Two, it's at a resort, which is even a separated division from right. the Anaheim WDI trailer. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it just wasn't looking good. He goes, but let me see what I can do. And uh, I got a meeting and it was the big I'm sure Ray was there and it was the big this is what we're going to do to the Disneyland Hotel. And uh, they did, they showed a couple renderings of what they kind of thought. And I think I raised my hand or sent an email later. And I was like, that's not very Jungle Cruisy. Um, <laughs> I've been there a month. What do I know? And uh, but I did some elevations and uh, in Photoshop, took some elevations, showed them to Ray. Ray was the art director. And uh, and it was like, yeah, that makes that makes sense. And then ultimately, that's what we did in, in Anaheim. Um I always love telling the story because Ray did this gorgeous uh, rendering of the inside of Sam's. Right. Uh, for, you know, use and press and everything mm-hmm. else. And uh, and somebody go and people at the time were going, man, you really you killed it. You made the inside look just like that rendering. Yeah. And of course, we did the rendering after I was done decorating. Cause right. We went, oh, crap, <laughs> we don't have any artwork to put on the blogs you know mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's a gorgeous piece of piece of art but yeah that was that was the first for ray and i and we did many 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 wow. uh projects after that but yeah mm-hmm. sam's was kind of and it was it was the blessing of of timing once again to where ray was really busy with point of vista street mm-hmm. um so he kind of tr- he fully trusted me to do whatever i thought was right uh kevin rafferty was our writer yeah who was uh, very busy with Cars Land, and he trusted me to do what was right. So I wrote all the stuff, all the the jokes and the and the copy on the plaques for the props and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a amazing opportunity that uh, was a once in a lifetime experience, thanks to guys like Ray and Kevin and right. And it's it's else one of the very it, best it, things on the property. I, I th- well, in I my, think, in I my think, opinion, <laughs> I think it came. Oh no, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I'm um, I think it really came down to it was like you know what's the worst the new kid's going to do with the 30 seat bar at the hotel? Right, right. Big yeah, deal. for those who don't know, we, who are listening, we don't know and are yeah, not familiar with Disneyland, uh, the Trader Sam's is not in the park. It's not in DCA. It's not in Disneyland. It is at the Disneyland Hotel. And uh, it's the Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. What's your favorite thing at uh, Trader Sam's? If, if oh, you could pick Andy. one favorite thing. Oh man. Um, well, I it, it was it was fun to do at the time, and and now looking back at it, it was certainly the right thing to do. And I'll I'll probably get emotional saying this, but um, having been a skipper, 
there are several references in there to guys that I worked with, mm. uh, several of whom have have, have passed uh, since. But it's nice to go in there and literally their handwriting is on the wall, you know, because I had them yeah. all write letters to Sam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like it's not just, oh, there's a picture of, of you know, my butt. It's like, no, he wrote that and that's still on the wall. Yeah. And then there's a picture of him, you know, and, and a lot of there's a lot of, you know, again, unfortunately, a lot of them have uh, have gone. But but they're always they're still in there. And uh, it's nice to go back and go. Oh, yeah. Remember when we did that? That's great. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Kind of that's fun. a great. That's a great thing to pick because you know it has all this whiz bang animation and stuff. There's some sure. some, some cool projection effects and uh, you know the ship in the bottle and the volcano oh, and, and, all, and all of that's great. But yeah. yeah, for for me with the little details, it's like oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's when we we all did that because yeah, I mean you know working working the attraction working jungle is seventy hours a week. Yeah. You know with the same ten people. You know it's mm-hmm. you live and die by by those guys. So yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, it's it. It was nice to be able to include all my favorites in uh, in what we did there. Yeah, I gotta tell you, my my favorite thing there is the, the they have the same Raleigh Crump uh, designed uh, tiki's in there yeah. that yeah. are in the a couple of them that are in the the, the tiki room. Uh, right. And uh, except you know in the tiki room, their eyes move fast and they blink and they sing along with sure. them. The, sure. with the, with the big the tiki number. We didn't have we didn't have money for that. Well, no. What's really cool is. <laughs> The eyes still move, but they're Very so slowly. So if yeah. you've had a few at Trader Sam's, <laughs> you're not quite sure if that tiki's yeah. looking at you or not. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of jokes in there that kind of poke fun at uh, at the people who've had a few. Um, <laughs> the stool. Those are fun, and I always like telling this little fact about those because I don't think many people pick up on it. Uh, those totems in the tiki room are four sided. Ours are three-sided, mm. ah. and we got rid of the side that I kid you not. Next time you're in the tiki room, look at the totems, and then go all the way around the back that is like right up against the wall. Yeah, that side is just their butts. Ah, I think I knew that. It's <laughs> right. literally tiki carved butts of the guys that are dancing and singing. So when we put them in there, we were like, we're. I don't want to, you're eating and drinking. You don't want, you know, a butt in your face. Uh, so we just got rid of them. So ours are three-sided and mm. uh, yeah, ours are the only ones. That, and those were, we made those off the original molds. Yeah. Um, which is great. We did the same thing with the flower pots in the corners. Those mm-hmm. are off of the, the tiki room molds. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was fun to sprinkle, sprinkle that history uh, in there. So as, as a set decorator, let me ask you this. Where do you find all that stuff? I mean, is it all found? Is oh. it fabricated? Is it a combination of both? Is it? It depends. It depends on the project. Yeah. Uh, I have found something like Sam's is ninety nine percent found mm-hmm. real world stuff. Um, right. Because you want it to, you know, it needs. Again, it's Adventureland, so it needs to look real. Right. Uh, you know, it's not Toontown. It's not any of that. So okay. Uh, so yeah, I would go. I went out and shopped for about a year and a half. And uh, you're in Arizona. The uh, Brass Armadillo. Yeah. Went there. Loved mm-hmm. that place. Yeah. Love me some Brass Armadillo antiques. Uh, There's a great uh, swap meet antique fair up in uh, up in San Francisco yeah. every month that uh, doesn't allow anything past 1970. So that weeds out a ton of junk. Yeah. Uh, and really gives you some nice stuff. A uh, lot of eBay, a lot of swap meets. Uh, yeah, about a year and a half on Sam's and then ended up with about 
1600 individual items that yeah. are in there. Yeah. Um, and then I was, I, I always like to point out cause yeah, people go, oh, you know, whether they think they know what prop people do or not, I'm like, you got to picture that room empty. Right. Where it's just four walls. I mm -hmm. said, that's what it looks like when we show up with our truck. Right. It's empty, you know, mm -hmm. and then we, we put it, we give it life and make it look lived in and, uh, everything else. So yeah, it's, it's a, the Disneyland resort install crew worked hard, uh, on that. My favorite story about that was, uh, making them stop using a level when hanging frames. <laughs> Cause everything inside Sam's is just eyeballed. Cause right. that's what it would be. You know, it, it's not, I, I made the joke when we did the first Christmas overlay in there, you know, they were hanging up lights and I was like, guys, this is not small world holiday. Like right. this is Sam's Christmas. Throw it up there. You know, the bartenders put it up, you know, story-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, and then speaking of throwing it up there, one year, I think it was the second year, because, uh, I, yeah, I, I would go down. I went down the first few years and, and install. We, You know, you have one night to install it. Right. Um, the bar closes at 2. They have to clean, and the bar opens at 11. So that's the only time you have to go make something right. great. So that second year, we were pulling the lights out of the box, and I kid you not, I, I hit like this clark griswold sized <laughs> knot the gordian knot this, of lights yeah. oh it's just this beast and i was like well this isn't gonna work and uh and i fought with it for a little bit and then literally i just went and hung the knot on the wall and then kept going <laughs> i was like i'm done i'm That's done great. with this stupid knot but it worked you went that makes sense that, that makes sense they would do that sure yeah that's great it, it, it's funny it, 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 ray tells a story about uh, um toy story or, or not toy story uh, bugs land where he did the the cereal box, the entrance, you know, you go through it, it's it's, right, 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 it's right, all right. faded, and and he got a frantic call one day from the resort saying, you know, we're out here painting this, and it's all delaminating from the from the from the from the backings, and no, it's supposed to look like that. It's it's supposed to be cardboard uh -huh. that was left out in the weather. So, but yeah, the maintenance so crew we, at the resort didn't understand that yeah. that was that was part so of the when theming. We did, uh, when we did Buena Vista Street, yeah. Uh, which was another Ray Opus epic, epic uh, adventure there. Um, we did Oswald's gas station. Mm -hmm. And I like to prop things where you go, that's real. That makes sense. You know, if there's yeah. something on the wall, there's a reason it's there. It's right. not just, you know, and then I love to make things look lived in, look real. Right. So we had done this thing where we had, uh, I remember, I probably have pictures somewhere where, I was inside Oswald's one night and I had black paint all over my hands and I was touching door frames to the back of the service station. Right. Cause I'm like, the guys are fixing cars. Right. They're opening the door they're, you know, and I'm doing that. And Ray was out in the driveway out where the, they put the merch by the gas pumps right. and was bleaching like acid bleaching the concrete. Mm -hmm. And it looked really good. Yeah. Next night. Spotless. <laughs> They had cleaned the concrete. The door was Painted spotless. It. it was done. And we were like, well, we tried. I don't know. All right. Well, for the shot. It looked good for a night. Yeah. See, that's that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, no. I'm surprised they never, you know, went and uh, repainted everything in Big Thunder to make it look new uh, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, uh, yeah. Main, overnight, uh, you know, and then you got the guy with the, pressure hose that comes through that doesn't care about anything and no. just wait, third shift hosing it down you know <laughs> this here is he my comes. Job. i've like, had this oh, job God. for 47 years 
right? <laughs> I remember doing we were we were installing some windows on Buena Vista Street, and uh, it was like, here he comes, and I was like, one, why is he even cleaning the street? We're not even open yet, yeah. and he didn't care that the windows were open, and just came through just. <laughs> Just water hose and everything, and you were like, "My God, yeah." Oh, see, now that reminds me. Everything you say reminds me of another story, because uh, (laughs) I have a friend that worked in uh, in horticulture, and he'd be third shift horticulture, and they would come through and pressure wash, and he would work over in uh, Tomorrowland a lot, the Autopia area, you know. And uh, they had a tree there they called the tinsel tree, because but it wasn't tinsel. They would pressure wash. This is really gross, by the way. If you're listening at home and you want to not hear something gross about the happiest place on earth, this is you're getting the real behind the scenes here stuff now. So just just plug your ears and go and and sing zippity doo dah yeah. to yourself. Skip if you along. Don't hear this. Skip just skip, along. Uh, skip thirty seconds. Thirty now, seconds yeah. ahead. Um, <laughs> well, long story short, it's that that tree that's by uh, where the old Skyway station used to be. Right. And it was covered in, it looked like tinsel. The light would be behind it, coming from the building behind it. And you could look up from, like, the Autopia and see what looked like tinsel. And it was human hair oh. that they just pressure washed off. And it just got on the tree and hung on there. It was just uh, just disgusting. <laughs> that's rough. That's rough. That's I gross. heard, though, the, the last time he was there, the story has a happy ending. The last time he was there, uh, it, it wasn't there. So they had they had cleaned it they had cleaned the tree off because it Last was like time he was there it was a large scale afro it just kept building <laughs> just like fifty 40. years of yeah, hair yeah. hanging on that tree nice yeah. that's gross I didn't know where that was gonna go and I wasn't <laughs> thinking human hair uh, I had some other things in mind but uh, I'm pleasantly surprised when things take a turn like that so yeah, it's it wasn't okay. as, it's it's gross but not as gross as it could be human hair hmm. yeah yeah. I was just disappointed the other day. They, you know, they just did the, the the Snow White thing. They just redid the whole right. thing, right. and they've already completely filled that little room in the queue with coins and and dollar bills and stuff. So like, it's you're, nuts. You're at Disney, you know, a Coke is eight dollars. Why are you throwing money? Why are you literally throwing, <laughs> throwing money away? Money away? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'll tell you a gross story. Uh, and. <laughs> And I, like, I like the way the like, show's this show's going, story. Brandon. This is a good story, and it's one of my favorite <laughs> things inside Sam's, so it makes sense. Um, so one of the things I wanted to put in there, so we had we had started out with uh, basically the rules of the bar, and we were like, well, no animated characters because it's, you know, it's a bar. Right. So that would, you know, we don't want to name a drink after Mickey or Donald or whatever. Right. But we let's open it up to live action. So Swiss Family Robinson – 20,000 Leagues, right. Indiana Jones, Pirates, you know, that's mm-hmm. okay. So I was like, okay. And I'm like, well, story-wise, it would make sense if Sala had taken the map that's in Indy's office that shows the, you know, j- the treasures of the temple mm-hmm. and took it to Sam's to garner up business for right. his tour company, right? That does make sense. So I'm looking. It makes sense. So I'm looking around and I go, well, obviously that artwork for that map has to be somewhere. So I check with the art library and, and they go, we don't have it. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. So I go, well, there's one in the indie queue. So I go in, you know, pre-opening, go in there, and I'm looking at it, and I go, this is this is hand painted. Mm-hmm. This is the original one of a prop. kind. Yeah, the, you know, which they had made for the pre-show. He unrolls it in the pre-show and then right. lowers it, and there's the temple and the whole thing. So it's bolted to the desk, uh, hand painted prop. Uh, the gross part is it's covered in 
at the time, almost 20 years of spit oh. and gum <laughs> and just God knows what else. Oh. Sunflower seeds. Uh, yeah. You know, there's fast passes flung in there, coins. What? And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, so took it, went in, got it, took it out. High res scanned it, put the original in the in the vault. Uh, and then I went in for probably about a week in Photoshop and got rid of all the spit stains <laughs> and all the other gunk, uh, made two of them, put one back on his desk in the ride, and the other one is in Sam's. Wow. People are gross. They the are. Part of this Humans are story. gross. Yeah. So with the success of the one in, in uh, Anaheim, they decided to do something yeah. similar in Orlando. Did, did you work on that one too, the Orlando one? Did you did? I did. What are some of the differences I, between? Uh, I haven't been, I haven't been to the Grog Grotto in Orlando. Oh, What's man. the difference? Uh, what, yeah, what no. For for literally for literally the whole eight years of my WDI time in props, uh, I worked on Sam's for eight years. You wow. know, whether it was installing or doing something with the actual venue, or mm-hmm. you know, getting hey, uh, can you check this email? The blog's going to do a post about this mug. Can you make sure story wise it's okay? You know, that type of stuff. Um, and yeah, it's kind of crazy. Cause I mean, again, coming from film, you always want to do a sequel. You always want right. people to love what you do enough to do another one. Right. Uh, and yeah, it was cool to be able to do something different and to do something different. You know, I was, I, and I think it's because we were in both locations, we were worked into a pre-existing building. Yeah. So we had parameters we had, you know, we couldn't do so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause yeah, still to this day, I'm shocked. We got to do two completely different adventures for sam mm-hmm. uh, so yeah the one the one in anaheim is 1930s to 1950s is our is our where our story takes place ah, it's very okay. adventure land very brown you know a lot of mahogany mm-hmm. uh, a lot of sea a lot of earth tones uh and then when we did grog grotto we went 50s to 70s so mm. it's like technicolor and pictures are colorized um you know there's there's references to Pete's Dragon. There's mm. references to Mr. Toad. There's reference. There's an Elvis from Hawaii VHS tape on a shelf. Right. You know, like we we could do different stuff. Um, at the at the time, uh, you know, there's obviously the Sam figure in Anaheim. There was the Mark Davis Sam in Florida. Right. So I had made them cousins. Uh, so they worked. You know, obviously the East Coast Sam ran that bar right. for Sam, who was back on the West Coast. Um, yeah, I, I put probably way too much thought into the goofy story of, of these two running a uh, successful business. Yeah. But uh, but it worked and it's fun. And, yeah, there's different stuff. There's, di- you know, we didn't do the ship in the bottle again. Um, I, I remember in a meeting going, I don't want to do that again in Florida because it came from the Adventures Club and people are crazy bitter about it. And I don't want to I don't want to pour salt on that. Wound. You don't want to rub rum in that room, wound. No, right. Nope. I want to do that. Uh, so we built a, a dive helmet from 20,000 leagues that bubbles and does stuff that triggers yeah. an effect. Um, there's black light paintings. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, and then, and then the ceiling is really high so I mm-hmm. could go up with props. I could hang large flags and, right. and really take stuff up into the ceiling. And uh, yeah, it's just, it was, it was, it was a great thrill to be able to do a second one. I, I remember when we opened the first one, there was like six people there when we opened at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, when we opened Grog Grotto, people started lining up about three days before we opened. <laughs> uh, and the line on opening day was about a six hour wait. But as soon as it got to capacity, that was it for the night because those people weren't leaving. They'd been camping out for, hmm. for days. So, yeah. you know, it makes you feel good. It makes you it makes you happy that you do stuff that people like. That's the 
that's the goal. Well, that's why you do the job, right? That's why you worked in team. You know, you, you hope. You know, you hope. It, part of it is you want to you want to build things that you want to see, but you also want to you want to which is want ultimately to people. What, you want you want make, you want to make right. people happy. Which is ulti- most of the time. Most, most of the time. time. Sometimes you go, this people is good. People are gross, you but you like want to it. make them happy. Yeah. Most, <laughs> so there, there are those projects that go, I don't care. This is good. One day you'll realize it. You know. But uh, no, on Sam's, I mean, really, at the end of the day, I was just making some place that I thought was cool and, and mm. wanted to hang out. And luckily, guys like Ray and Kevin and everybody, you know, went, yeah, go for it. That I like that, you know. And, and I think that's why Ray and I did some – I mean, we did – we did Sam's, we did Buena Vista Street, we did Haunted Mansion, we did Matterhorn, we did Grizzly Peak. Yeah. What else did we do? Grizzly Peak was great. And I remember going up to his office going, I'm doing this with you. I said, there's no way I'm not doing a <laughs> 1950s national park with you. Yeah. You, you're kidding me. Like, we're doing this. Because, yeah. yeah, Ray was great. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, the Grizzly Peak and, and uh, uh, Buena Vista Street are the two best things about DCA 2.0. I yeah. think well, you know, Cars Land is is pretty nice too. Sure, uh, <clears throat> very well realized. It does that's make own, you feel like you are there. Entity, like yeah. that's its own yeah. mass out there. You like, feel yeah. like you're there. I mean, I've, that's that's a place that succeeded. I think it succeeds even better than Galaxy's Edge at making you feel like you are in the movie. Yeah. You're there, which is which is <laughs> nuts considering yeah. it's animated. Right. Exactly. Well. CG, but yeah, yeah, it's it's it yeah. really makes you feel like you're there. But anyway, yeah, those, Grizzly Peak. Those, hmm? No, I was gonna say Cars Land is one of those kind of like Pandora, where you know yeah. you kind of find yourself enjoying the lands more than the what the film was. You know, you're like, eh, I don't really care about cars. That land's great. The land like, is great. No, well, it's old no Route 66. That, I mean, know? it's great. Yeah, the Monument ride's Valley. great. The neons, gorges, like all, you go. Yeah, all right, I'm in. Yeah, that at night when they switch over and turn the, the yeah. neon on, the music boom, changes. Boom, like, that's, yeah, it's that's just great. fantastic. So yeah. good, what so a great good. show. Uh, yeah, but uh, Grizzly Peak. Yeah, the the 1950s. What a great um, uh, idea to change yeah. that to the to you know the 1960s, 50s, 60s national park aesthetic because um, uh, the original land was well themed. Sure. But it was hot and uninviting because it was a it was a desert airfield. The desert desert airfield. airfields yeah. are hot and uninviting. I mean, unless come you're to find out, Chuck come Yeager. to find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why he was going so fast. He was trying to get wind on to his face. Up. That's <laughs> all he was doing. He was trying to he was cool, trying to cool down. down a little bit. Yeah. So let's plant some trees and paint things green. Yeah, uh, really nicely done. So yeah, and you worked on a, so a haunted doing, mansion. What'd you do on haunted yeah. mansion? This is when the hatbox ghost was. Uh, uh, when we put the hatbox ghost in. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was a busy that was a busy few months uh, for us because that was the 60th uh, anniversary. Yeah. And uh, haunted mansion, Matterhorn, and Grizzly all had to open on the same day. Right. And Ray was working on all of those, and you were working on all of those at the same all time. of them yeah at the same time so yeah i had an install crew on matterhorn i had an install crew on grizzly and then i installed uh mansion myself in the middle of the night mm. uh because i had used up all my install crews and uh yeah so Hatbox was great you know that was that was what a wild trip that was of getting to work in something like the haunted mansion you know i mean it's 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 funny too because I really, I really am lucky the fact that I got to do anything that people see in the park. Because mm. when you really think about how much stuff is pitched and how much stuff is done that never see the light of day. Right. Like, 
prop departments where it's at because you get to work on all the stuff that's actually going in. It's really going in, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, you're doing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Mansion was great. And uh, so, yeah, I propped out the balcony that the hat box ghost sits on. So the hat boxes and the little luggage cart and uh, I sprinkled some hat boxes throughout the attic, which I thought mm-hmm. was fun because if you noticed them, if you noticed that they hadn't been there before and you were like, hey, that hat box is new. Yeah. Hey, that hat box is new. Right. It led you up to him being there on the balcony. So right. that was that was fun. Uh, and there's a, yeah. there's an entire kind of beheading theme going on there with the bride and yeah. everything too. So where yeah. she so where like, is well, she putting it, the heads? Yeah, in so the hat boxes, obviously in the hat boxes. Uh, and I and I had found hat boxes that matched the hats that they were all wearing in the portraits. Oh. Uh, so that was just kind of a fun thing. Uh, it is terrifying to work in the haunted mansion by yourself in the middle of the night. <laughs> Uh, that is not fun yeah. by any means. Uh, the cemetery does not turn off. Mm. The audio turns off, but it just, <laughs> which is even creepier all night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's very terrifying. I spent a birthday in there. Uh, mm. that was fun. Uh, spent, spent a birthday in the Haunted Mansion overnight. That was pretty cool. Um, and then Matterhorn. Yeah. We, we wrecked up all that stuff in the horde, uh, up on the top of the mountain, the old bobsleds and the Skyway bo- buckets and right. uh, all that cool stuff. So yeah, no, that was that was a great two or three projects there. It was uh, it was just busy. It was a busy time. A busy time. It was. Yeah. But I like busy, all cool I like stuff. Busy and I like crazy, stupid, dead, you know, fast schedules coming from movies and everything else. It's it's tough when you go. Well, here's here's Pandora. Well, when does all this do? Ah, five years from now. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Give me, give me three projects at once that open up on the same day that right. I can just go crazy with for a couple of weeks. That well, sounds fun. Yeah. Well, you're in the right business then if you like that kind of schedule. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking at your list over here of the other stuff that you've worked on. Uh, you, Pandora. You worked on Pandora. Right. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, the Iron Man in Hong Kong Disneyland. Yeah. The train uh, was not functioning uh, the last time I was in Hong Kong. I was very sad. The train? was not running when I was in Hong really? Kong last. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a real steam train, so that disappoints me right off the bat. So, you know, people don't know. It's a steam outline train with uh, with sound effects to make it sound like a steam train, but it's gotcha. It's, it's not a real steam engine. I do I did <clears> like <throat> the fact and it it was like, "Oh, that's really cool." I liked the fact that you were on a different side of the track in that part because right. when it comes around the back around Mystic Point that's and, cool. and all that, you're like Oh wait, the train track's over there now. Like that's that's a fun, cool thing, and yeah, right. It wasn't running. Very sad. Mystic Manor, what a great. Uh... That's a fun one. I didn't I didn't do a lot on that one. I I helped out with a few things. Uh, that was that was in the middle of, I'm sure a, a Trader Sam's buying time. So it was mm. like, hey, find me an Egyptian headdress while you're out looking. Right. Okay. Okay. You know, so I just right. kind of mm-hmm. ran around. But yeah, did a little bit on that one. But yeah, that's a that's a fun one too. Well, at least Hong Kong has a railroad. Unlike, like see, I have to bitch about this parts. on every show. Why doesn't Shanghai <laughs> have a I'll railroad? tell you a secret. Uh, and, of course, it's funny because we're doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came around, when Shanghai came around, uh, prop department was ramping up. We had probably 12 or 14 people working in the prop department when we did Shanghai. Yeah. And we were sitting in a meeting, and I raised my hand, and I said, I point of the story is I got to stop raising my hands in meetings. Um, but I said, Hey, who's watching all the other parks while we're all doing Shanghai? Uh, 
and secretly I didn't really want to do Shanghai because uh-huh. because uh, they didn't have a train. And uh, that's my main, that was my main reason. Uh, <laughs> so, so it fell to me to do that year or whatever, to do every other park around the globe, whatever they were doing, mm-hmm. fell on my desk. So that was the year I had like 14 attractions uh, going at once. That was same year as the 60th, all that. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, back to Grizzly, I remember my boss getting mad that I had uh, taken, taken that gig too. Cause I was like, I don't care. It's Ray and it's Grizzly and it's 1950s parks. I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, but they were like, you're too busy. I'm like, don't care. It's Ray. I'm going. Yeah. See you yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah. I don't know why they don't have a train. I don't, I don't like to think about it. Yeah. Well, what's here's another question I always ask. Uh, what is the deal with Imagineers and trains? I, you Do know, you have a I theory? It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and back to Ray. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a Walt thing, you know. If the boss says we're playing with trains, okay. Well, he makes it okay. It makes it okay. Playing that means we should cool all anyway, have a miniature train be, in the yeah. back. Yeah, it's, it's even more fun when it's your job to play with trains. Yeah. Exactly right. That's, yeah, it means we should all have live steamers in the backyard of our house that drive around the backyard. I'm working on it. You know, it's starting yeah. small. Okay. Uh, no, if I had the room, yeah, I'd always wanted to do a big train set. I mean, I've had Brio trains since I was teeny teeny tiny mm. uh my nephew and i play with him with his brio trains now we built a nice little layout the other day um but yeah no trains are trains are great who doesn't like trains it's one of those weird things that you're just like trains yeah. are cool and trains, trains. And, and if i may put a plug in to the world of tomorrow trains are a solution to so many of our problems that we have today i mean there was one time there was a time youngins when the United States had the was the envy of the world for our rail system, See? sure, you know we displaced indigenous people and 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 stole a lot of land and and there were robber barons and all that kind of stuff, but we had a great passenger rail system. You could get a train in any podunk town in America and go to New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles, you know anywhere. <clears throat> but now we don't. We but we decided that the interstate highway system was more important. It's not. No. I hate driving. <laughs> Trains are great. I love sitting on the the. I I told my wife that the other day. I was I said, you know what I miss about working at WDI is I said I miss riding the train to and from work every day. Mm. I said I miss just having that hour to sit and read a book, do what you know, work yeah. on stuff, whatever. Yeah. I said, but there's just something about being on a train. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a couple of. of uh, Possibly controversial things because oh, you, you've been really shy and not forthcoming here. up until now. So I'm going to try and draw you out. Yeah, I, I, you know I don't like to talk. Yeah, um, obviously. What do you think of the new Jungle Cruise uh, uh, refurb? I haven't been on it. Yeah, I'll, but you've I'll seen pictures. You've seen video. I've seen pictures. I I I know the prop guy. I yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I tipped him off to some nice steamer trunks the other day that I had bought for a project. And I said, Hey, you need, do you need steamer trunks? I found this guy. It's They're great. And, you know, so yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm familiar. Um, Oh God, I don't know. What do you want me to say? Tony Baxter got you into Imagineering, right? Originally. Well, so, and, and I will say too, the funny thing was when I finally got a job, he went, "Oh look, they let the cat in." They let the cat in. I'll, I'll, someday I'll do just, my Tony Baxter impression for you. Just, just for fun. The door, yeah. Um, but 
but he would say, I mean, he said this when they were doing the new fantasy land in, was it 83? Right. 84. Yep. yep. <clears throat> and I'll do my Tony Baxter impression for you now. You know, if you're going to take out something classic like that, you really better make sure you, you it's got to be better than it was before. So um, is the new Jungle Cruise that, better? Was that Tony or George Lucas? Uh, actually, they sound a lot alike. They're very, that was very George. <laughs> was that, uh, <laughs> is, it, is it better? Mm, it depends on how much you love monkeys. <laughs> there are a lot of monkeys. Is there monkeys all over that damn place now? Yeah. Uh, so here's here's my thing. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll try to make this. Uh, I'll try. I try to speak well about this. Uh, do the, does the jungle need to be changed? Absolutely. You know. Yeah. All day long, the jungle has been changed time and time and time Dozens and time of again. Times. Yes. Dozens. When I was there, was I remember? Hey, go right, take a boat out. There's now explosions in the gorilla camp. Right. You're like, this is great. Right. Oh, there's piranha now, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like the jungle's been changed time and time and time again. So all of that's good. I think I think the sinking boat and the hippo pool's cool. You know, all that all that mm-hmm. makes sense. My where I get a little sketchy uh, is when I look at and and all this ties in with what we do on TraderBrandon.com and everything else, but. Um, you know, we live in a society, we live in a world today in 2021 where there are still native cultures mm-hmm. around the globe. Yeah. That still wear bones through their nose and giant headdresses and, and all of that. And you New know, Guinea, yeah. Mm-hmm. And New Guinea yeah. and, and the Amazon and, and all of that. So while, sure. You know, I have no problem with them taking out the attacking natives and, and the camp and all of that. Um, which, by the way, the attacking native scene in the Hong Kong Jungle Cruise is one of the greatest scenes ever. Yeah. Um, it's done so well. But my my issue is when you just go, well, we're going to take them all out, and then we're just going to forget they exist. Hmm. Where that just seems weird to me. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, we're especially when your argument is well we we didn't want people to you know we didn't want young kids to see themselves in that lot you know which i agree sure yeah. okay fine <clears throat> but now they don't see them they don't there's nobody there to look at right you know that which is which is weird and i and, and in my mind there's so many ways you could have done that that scene you know the camp and and all of that uh make it more accurate make it more you know, especially when you look at Animal Kingdom and, and the authenticity and the, mm-hmm. you know, everything of Animal Kingdom, you know. Right. So so I find it hard to believe that we couldn't improve those scenes. Right. Um, in some way, as opposed to just replacing them all with chimpanzees. And monkeys. Yes. Monkeys. Yeah. And whatever the small monkeys are. Yeah. White face uh, capuchins. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just... Just so yeah, it kind of it kind of it kind of triggered me off a little bit and made yeah. me a little crazy when they when they did it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I'm not saying well you should you know I'm I'm definitely not saying well you know you ruined my childhood. Again, jungle has been changed time and time and time again. Um, but I I would have loved to have seen Sam at the end at his gift shop standing there counting money, laughing at all the tourists that go by, right? Yeah, you know, while swatting away at the monkey, going, "Hey, stop! <laughs> get off the record player." Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, which is a different thing of just all the show scenes now seem 
like there's just they're just empty buildings hmm. you know there's a especially in florida there's a oh well there's the bait shop well nobody's working there it's just yeah. a it's just a little mall kiosk you know mm-hmm. um so yeah so then when when all of that happened when all when they took all that out was when i when i finally sat down and and reformatted my my website because again we sell tribal related things and and sometimes we have actual artifacts that yeah. you know masks and stuff from new guinea that we'll sell on there that people can add to their collections and we sell shrunken heads and we sell all that stuff right uh so now we work with survival international which is a foundation that uh raises money to protect indigenous peoples around the world mm-hmm. and protect their land and protect them as a as a you know species as, culture, as people yeah, yeah. um so anything on the website, uh, a chunk of that purchase goes to them. So yeah. we've, uh, I think the last time I looked, we were at least over 600 bucks and we, and we just started it not too long ago. So well, that's great, which is kind of fun and, and nice to, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think we could have, they could have made it less, less colonialist, but Absolutely. more represent more representative sure. of, of actual cultures you know and i and i think and i think too of like you know the the native americans on the off the riverboat you know in mm-hmm. that scene and they're telling stories and right. the kids are playing in the water and all that and you're like well you could have we could have done that we could have mm-hmm. you know they're teaching the skippers how to repair their boat because the skippers are stupid you know right. i mean like there's exactly. things there's things you yeah. could have intertwined mm-hmm. um and you know especially since sam is uh uh, a world-renowned businessman with two of the most popular bars. In, right. Uh, in, in, he's, <laughs> he's a savvy it. guy. Yeah, he's, he's not stupid. No. Uh, he knows what he's doing. So yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen him standing there counting money, kind mm-hmm. of like a you foolish tourist. Mm-hmm. Right. Come again, you know. And he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there counting out hundreds. Yeah. Good. You did. With you, a, you did well. With with a little that. sign that also says "Visit my tiki bar." Yeah, visit my tiki bar. <laughs> Win in Anaheim. Win um, in Anaheim. So what do you think of Imagineering moving to Florida? You're that's in Florida. Nuts. I am in Florida. I, I think that's mm-hmm. nuts. I, I, you know, and, and I don't mean it like, how could they? Like, it's just such a holy smokes type of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious to see how that's going to play out. I'm really curious to watch what happens. Right. I kind of associate it. <laughs> moving to Florida is like going to China. Uh, I kind of associate it with like when we did uh, Beijing for Universal and, and yeah. the same with Shanghai, where it's like, well, the people that went were all this young, single, you know, exactly. let's go on an adventure or the the one last hurrah before they retire. people, mm-hmm. Right. But it's like nobody's going to pick up their family in the middle of life and no. just go, we're moving to Florida. Yeah, um, because their spouse doesn't work for disney necessarily sure. which I mean, was she going to quit have, her job and move to florida oh, come on exactly or I have his one job and that was that was this thing he goes i don't know what i'm going to do he goes i can't pull my girls out of high school mm-hmm. and he goes and my wife has a really good job yeah what am i supposed to do yeah. you know so yeah it's 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 going to be i'm i'm very curious and i don't think it's going to happen overnight but i'm very curious to watch how it uh, how it unfolds yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm wait and see. I'm curious, it, yeah. It, it's interesting. I mean, some of the old timers I've talked to was like, this is not good. No, I'm I'm very curious to see how it how it plays out. I liked uh, Eddie Sato's idea of turning uh, Fort Flower Street into a 
a museum of themed entertainment. It like, should. That's a great idea. It totally should. I mean, if you, that was building. That was actually my first concern when I heard it. As I was like, "What's going to happen to that building?" Right. I, I wasn't too worried about anything else. I was just like, "What about that?" <laughs> Forget building? the people. What about the building? <laughs> people figure it out. They're adults. They'll work it out. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, what happens to that building? Yeah, that's the, you know, at the very least it should be turned into a WDI museum that can mm-hmm. be worked into the, you know, when you take the tour of the back lot and the right. studio and okay, now we're going to go over to Imagineering, you know, and, and turn it into that. And here's this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? Yeah. Last I heard that the, the 1401 was going to stay intact and some people were still going to work out of there, but I I don't know. I don't work there. I don't know. Who knows? I just know what I read. Yeah, me too. I know not. what I see on Twitter. Yeah, which um, is a horrible way to live your life. People. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, so let's t- talk about, uh, oh, man, we're over an hour already. That's cool. Um, let's talk about uh, TraderBrandon.com. How did that get started? There was a, well, I don't know if you heard, there was a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is uh, it gives you a lot of time to do weird, wacky things. Yeah, uh, I no, heard it, something it kinda, about that. It, yeah, it it started um, it started around a few years ago because people I would get people asking me, uh, "Oh, can you can you when are you going to write a book about the making of Trader Sam's?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, I'm not because I don't want to get sued." Right. Uh, so I don't want to do that. Uh, so then I wrote a book about decorating tiki tiki decorating stuff and you know was kind of the mindset of oh well when i did sam's this is what i was thinking of Mm -hmm. this is what you thought about this is things you should look for and and i kind of made it like this little paperback that you could put in your pocket when you're out shopping and there's pages there's blank pages in the back that you can write notes and Mm -hmm. it's literally a little useful handbook uh and it did really well so then you know then you slowly go oh i'll make some i'll make some patches to put it on there you know you right. just slowly start making things but uh ultimately you go it, it turned out to be like oh yeah i want one of those tiki mugs so then i would make one for me right but you have to make like 500 of them right so then you sell the rest mm-hmm. uh so yeah everything on there is something that i would buy mm-hmm. uh and then yeah and then the pandemic came and it was like oh yeah uh well maybe this will help keep the lights on yeah. uh for a while um I was still at Universal through a lot of it, but then uh, last uh, last November I was laid off from from Universal when they when they froze our our project. Um, but yeah, so then it just became okay. I'm putting all my time and energy into the website. So it, it over the pandemic, um, it's at the beginning of the pandemic. It started with uh, a comic book. Yeah, I wrote a comic book that was the, the Untold Adventures, Adventures of Trader Untold Brandon, Adventures, which is an ironic title because yeah, it's great because you're telling. <laughs> I'm telling I'm literally about to tell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Untold Adventures of Trader Brandon, which, uh, again, if you want to find silver lining during a pandemic is that nobody's really working. So I was able to call a friend uh, that is an actual comic book artist for mm-hmm. big comics. And uh, and he illustrated it all. And then I colored it all. Yeah. And we did that. And we did five issues of that, uh, which was really fun. And then uh, it kind of snowballed. And I had a, a, a now friend. Uh, who I didn't know at the time had emailed and was like, oh, I'm a musician and I love the comic and I wrote some music uh, in spirit of the comic. So I hope you like it. 
and uh, turns out he's an actual like legit musician yeah. uh, that does a lot of film and TV. So we we wrote we put together a uh, a vinyl record for the comic mm-hmm. that is music, uh, essentially a soundtrack for the comic book. And on the back of the vinyl, it tells you what page you need to be on to start which audio track, and the music yeah. will play you through. So it's a nice. Uh, he did an amazing job, and it's a nice blend of exotica and tiki music and such on on side one, and then on side B it takes a dark uh, turn as the right. story does. Yeah. Uh, and then something goes terribly in. wrong. Yes. Oh, <laughs> what? How did we know? Uh, yeah. So then that yeah it just kept going and and started doing all that, and then um, met another. I had started doing uh, a live Instagram show. Hmm. Uh, on there, I did over a hundred episodes during the pandemic, and it was literally just, well, let's call some people I have on my phone and let's yeah. talk for an hour. Yeah. Uh, and we did over a hundred episodes and uh, met some people. Most were people that I knew. Some some guests were people I'd never met. Uh, one of those guests, uh, Todd Stashwick, and I met. He's an actor and uh, on Twelve Monkeys and and a bunch of a bunch of TV stuff. And uh, he got me into Dungeons and Dragons, so we started playing that during the mm. pandemic. Because for whatever reason, I had never played D anD. d Yeah. Uh, and then when we would play, I would make a cocktail for his game. Yeah. So we would we would play on Zoom, but we would all have the same drink. So it was a nice little unification of well, at right. least it feels like we're in the same room. Right. And we did that for about four or five games, and then we kind of went, "This is kind of a fun idea. We should put all these in a book." Uh, so we did a Kickstarter and we we did a book uh, called Mystic Libations, which is 200 some pages. It's yep. over 120 recipes, cocktail recipes that are all themed. Uh, there's rum and tequila, but of course it's uh, intertwined with a story. So it's about these two explorers that have found these recipes through their travels. And mm-hmm. then and then I went and grabbed some people from WDI to do artwork that weren't working. And yeah. I you know, we just put this thing together. Um, we were funded on Kickstarter in a day. We hit our goal in a day. Wow. The first day and, uh, ended up at about a thousand copies going out, uh, when, from the Kickstarter. And then it's been going ever since, uh, every day I go to the post office and, and thankfully go to the post office every day and drop off boxes. Um, so that's going well. And, uh, yeah, it's just, and then Megacon is coming up mm-hmm. in, in 10 days, which is, which is great. I'm a yeah. little nervous. Cause again, there's a pandemic yeah. uh, and I, <laughs> Florida and but, you're in Florida uh, yeah yeah you know uh so yeah I'm a little <laughs> nervous but it's a great show and it's a lot of cast members and uh a lot of fun and uh yeah it'll be good uh hopefully unless they cancel it within the next 10 days which yeah. I could maybe see them doing yeah uh I haven't heard but we'll see we'll see but yeah it's it's great and I'm and I'm thankful that uh I'm very thankful that people actually want to purchase the things that I think are cool yeah, it's always it's amazing to me because I have a similar experience, sort of in a different theme, you know. Right, uh, right. That when you really just pursue something you really enjoy and say, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool to do this?" and "Wouldn't it be cool yeah. to do that?" and and how many other people just want to come along for the ride and think it's yeah, that is cool. That's Keep cool, doing yeah. that. Do more of that. Do that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just amazing how that kind of snowballs and. It's, it's very fascinating to watch it happen. You yeah. know, I'm 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 closing in on 10,000 followers on Instagram, which That's to me great. is just ridiculous. I go, what? Why yeah. would 
why would that many people care about what I'm post? Oh, I have a new hat on the website. Like, why would people care about that? You it's know, a cool but they do. hat, man. I got it's one cool coming. Hat. And I am a it's connoisseur a cool of hats. If you ever come to my studio, uh, you will see there is a I've got, I've got walls of hats. Got this this uh, lovely That's straw. Nice. Yeah. Tricorn. I've yeah, got just remember, nobody can hats. see these. <laughs> well, you can see it, but... Uh, a good thing I didn't have to worry about putting pants on. So yeah, me too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's great. So that's uh, by the way, folks. That's traderbrandon.com. That simple. Yeah, get on there now. Get that Mystic Libations book. <laughs> it's good. There's good stuff. In yeah, there. it's uh, it's pretty tasty. I haven't played D and D since uh, since high school. Oh man! But uh, I'm sure it hasn't changed much. No, it's if anything, it's probably gotten a little easier because now they have websites that can do right. it all oh, for yeah. you. Oh yeah, I, I you remember know, the just, book. There was a book. Go on the website. And you just, oh yeah, no, uh, I don't know if you can yeah. see them. That whole second shelf is all D and D books. D and D books, not uh, book, books plural. Yeah, right? books plural. It's I could only afford one book back then. <laughs> Hopefully, it was the player's handbook. Yes, but, that's uh, what it was. Yeah. Uh, no, it hasn't. I, I'm assuming it hasn't changed that much. But yeah, the websites that they have now are crazy and, and mm. can do your sheets for you and yeah. will roll for you and like yeah. do it all. So it's yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm gratified. My son, he's uh, he's 23, just turned 23, and he's a dungeon master. He lives in uh, nice. Colorado. Nice. He does. <laughs> he's nice. a total nerd. He's like, yeah, good, good for you. Good work. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm getting ready to start a big, uh, I've, I have dungeon mastered a few, mm. uh, little one shot, little single adventure one night type of things, but we're getting ready in a few uh, weeks to start a, a full ongoing campaign. So uh, here we go. There you go. Sounds like a good idea at the time. And then you go, we've been playing this for three years. Three years. <laughs> it's and Tron's still not open. And yeah, we still don't. We we started this because Tron wasn't open. <laughs> we had to pass the time somehow. And the train has not started running again at Walt Disney World, and that's a shame. It'll be such a happy day uh, when that train be. reopens. It'll be yeah. so it'll be yeah. so good. Yeah. Did, did I read that? It's correct. You did some stuff for the Walt Disney Family Museum. Is that correct? I did. I did. did. I like those people. Uh, I, they're fine. They're fine, fine people. Fine Fabulous people. people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I did. Uh, what did I do up there? I consulted a little bit on the jungle part of the model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I put my two cents in there. I was like, well, that wouldn't be there because that wasn't there in 1965, you know, whenever that model is set. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I did a little on that. And then uh, my big contribution was I had uh, kind of helped out with any any clip of footage uh, in that museum, I time coded wow. and, and tracked down, and and uh, there was some stuff I remember going to the uh, TV museum in Beverly mm -hmm. Hills, yeah. and finding the clip of Walt at the Winter Olympics, mm. uh, which is which plays in the gallery there, yeah. and uh, and he's got that great pom pom beanie with the great pom pom on the top, right? Uh, and I think he's I think he's talking to Walter Cronkite. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I remember going, Oh, there it is. Found it. Great. Okay, cool. And then I went to the desk and I was like, hi, I need to get a copy of this footage. They're like, we don't give out footage. Like, <laughs> what are you talking? You just come here and you watch it. I'm like, yeah, but we need that. It's for the museum. And they're like, yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but ultimately we got it, but yeah. that was fun to track that down. So yeah, time coded all that. And that's, uh, that's one of my, uh, it's the one on the front of the pile of the uh, TEA awards is the one for the family museum. I'm 
extremely proud of it. As you should be. Been it's, involved it's with that one. It's an amazing deep. museum. And if you guys are out there ever in the Bay Area, do not miss it. No, you can't. You're a grave disservice uh, to yourself if you miss that. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, the last thing you said you worked on was uh, Universal's Epic Universe, which was right before the pandemic. And then right. they announced yeah. it and then... And then, uh, yeah, so I had, I had, uh, after, well, really during Pandora, I had jumped, uh, jump ship because they had said, Hey, we don't have any work for you after Pandora. Mm. And I said, Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I gotta find some work. And, uh, I remember walking, uh, my boss around Pandora and going, Hey, so good news. I found work. And she was like, Oh, great. I said, yeah, but it's not here. Uh, but I found work. Mm -hmm. uh, but she was very, very kind about it and, and lovely. And, uh, yeah, I jumped over. I took about a two weeks, uh, two week little break right around Thanksgiving of, uh, 2015, 2016. And, uh, and then went right into universal Beijing, worked on that for three years. Yeah. And, uh, I was the prop prop guy for, uh, water world, which was a, which was a dream, uh, wow. project. I had always loved that show. I had always loved that movie. Um, and, uh, and talk about a amazing, uh, 360 degree spin from anything at Disney to now just go make big, rusty, crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, so that, uh, and that is getting ready to open. I, th I think it's getting ready to open last I heard, yeah. uh, over in Beijing yeah. and then, uh, moved over to Epic universe and was on that for, for a year and a half or so. And then, uh, yeah. And then COVID. So hopefully ramping back up on that soon. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it lately, but I know they're slowly, but surely ramping, ramping back. So I am anxiously, uh, yeah, I heard some my, rumblings. Keeping, that my, it's keeping the... my phone charged and, right. uh, you know, make, making sure that, yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> making sure they have the right number and, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I heard some rumblings that it was starting back up again so yeah yeah so it'll be good it's a it's a gorgeous park it's a lot of fun there's no mm -hmm. train i don't think uh unfortunately well, it's not really their thing no but well the hogwarts express is well that's great. true that yeah that's pretty good that's true uh, it doesn't really go anywhere one, though and that one in seuss landing and the little up top yeah uh, that, that's a winner uh <laughs> which i will i i don't even mean that sarcastically i love that that mm -hmm. silly little ride yeah. um but yeah, trains aren't really their thing, but uh, Hogwarts is nice. Hogwarts is nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. I uh, They're great to work with and, and a lot of fun and uh, and and a different, a di complete different beast from Disney in, in, in good ways, all ways. Uh, it's nice to, you know, you stay eight years with some place. It's, it's nice to have a change of scenery and a little different, different faces to, to see in meetings and go, let's try this. And they go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Shot. great. Well, I, you that's know, nice. I, I I hope that I hope that your phone rings soon. Oh, um, it's <laughs> I, maybe it'll be right. I'm very sad he hasn't called. By the way, uh, me too. Uh, we were right in the middle of a very <laughs> interesting conversation about uh, about hacky art, and uh, <laughs> and he went into a tunnel or something. He was like <laughs> that was it. Anyway, oh, man, Brandon, it's, it's been delightful 
talking yeah, to you. Yeah, see. And, and you know, we see? barely scratched the surface. I hope you can come back and do this again sometime. That would anytime, be, anytime. That would be I am, I am happy to be in the company of the people you've had on the show. It's all, it's all wonderful, familiar faces. Jake, uh, Jake was always great in the model shop, yeah. and and Ray and Jim, and yeah, it's a, it's a good company to be in. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I, so, I try. Don't screw it up after me. I'll try uh, not keep, to. Gotta, I try not to. Yeah. Ray said Always he was going to good... send me. He said he was going to send me like a short list of here's who you, here's who you should have <laughs> on the yeah. show. I was like, that's great, you know, because. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you need to get you need to get Eddie. Uh, yeah, I'd like to get Eddie. I'd like to get Chris. Mr. Mr. Train, Mr. Train conductor himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Eddie, if you're out there listening. Say, uh, we did a uh, – I put together a video for Tony uh, when he had his 45th anniversary with the company. Mm-hmm. And it started out as a, well, let's just get some people that, you know, know. They say a nice, you know, hey, congratulations, you know, wave at the camera type of thing and we'll yeah. be done. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, a year later I was still filming <laughs> and it turned into about an hour and a half film yeah. uh, with, with everybody you could think of. But uh, the funny thing was, is we we sat down with Eddie, uh, Eddie Sato, and said, "Hey, okay, so you did Paris and you did all this stuff," and it was really funny because Eddie was like, "You know, well, I don't, I don't know, what do I say?" You know, and and yeah, you get you get wait in that wait position. wait Eddie Sato was at a loss for words, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so it was it was maybe it was just an off day for him. I don't know, right. but uh, but we ended up filming him. And his his contribution in the video is uh, he did Shrunken Ned, mm, right? Which of course he did the voice, the voice for it, yeah. uh, and then I did it in Florida, which is funny, um, at the canteen. But uh, so Eddie did Shrunken Ned and talked about Tony as shrunk as Ned. Mm-hmm. So you know he remembered when when they when those when those Imagineers came in and started tearing <laughs> down trees for that temple ride and you know all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, and then we opened the little film with uh, Eddie doing the conductor voice of, mm. you know, now boarding 45 years of Imagineering with stops at Splash Mountain, right. Star Tours, mm-hmm. you know, great moments, all that. And those, those, that's the only place Eddie is in the movies in those two, those two spots. Yeah. That's great. Well, he's a very talented, yeah. he's a very talented voice actor. He's actually got yeah. some, he does some great, great stuff. And his, his impression of Walt Disney is spot yes. on. I yes. mean, it, well, you know, and then we'll do this and some things, and I can't even do it. It's just, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's uh, yeah. Great. There's a, there's a select few at WDI that you know <laughs> once they knew you could kind of act a little bit, then mm. you worked a lot doing voiceovers because why would they? Why would they, they hire somebody else? Pay? You're already yeah, getting paid. So uh, yeah, I did that for a few. I did that for Skipper Canteen here in Florida. I did mm. like three or four different voices. Uh, I did the uh, Jungle Cruise Christmas overlay. Uh, I'm the radio host for that. Yeah. Uh, I did the Starbucks party phone on Main Street mm-hmm. in Anaheim. Oh, uh, doing a doing a bad. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm heading there in, in September. I will definitely go and pick up that so, receiver. Okay, so yeah, you got to pick it up. And it's so <laughs> go, weird. I every know this I, guy. Yeah, every time I walk through there and I pick it up, it's right at where my bid is. It's the strangest thing. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one where uh, it's one where they're like, oh well. So and so was seen, you know, she was seen leaving his house late at night, and he's he's uh, you know no talent, blah blah blah. And of course, I'm on the phone, and uh, yeah, Donnie Donnie Howler is my name, mm. and uh, <laughs> and that was a Kevin Rafferty Kevin Rafferty gig, and 
And he goes, your line is just, uh, you know, Donnie Haller. That's who uh, on the phone. Because they're like, who who else is on here? And, you know, of course, it's the guy they've been trash talking. Right. right. And, and we did it a few times. And I said, Kev, I said, I, I just it's not working. It doesn't sound good. I said, I don't think it's going to work unless I do it like Don Knotts. And he goes, OK. <laughs> so it's me on there going, you know, Don, Donnie Haller. That's who. not Donnie. Just a, just a bad Don Knotts. But it worked then because it was like he was just so shooken up by hearing all this uh, from everyone. Yeah, it worked. But yeah, it's fun to do voiceovers. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I'm definitely going to listen to that when I'm there in September. I'll say, wait, I know you want to ride Space Mountain, but I've got to hear this. Lean against the wall there. Well, I'm and having my coffee at Starbucks. Hey, you're good. Brandon, it's it's been it's been a hoot, man. This yeah, has been great. Any time, any time. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime. That sounds fun to me. Okay, thank you so much. You got it. Any time. And that is our show for this time, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I really had a blast chatting with our wonderful guest, Brandon Cliley. Make sure to catch the next Jungle Boat over to TraderBrandon.com, or you can find him over on Instagram at Trader underscore Brandon, or even on that bird app at ampersand, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-K-L-E-Y-L-A. As for me, I'll be back here in early September with episode number 10 of the Thunder Mesa Limited. Until then, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And you can do that via direct RSS feed at thundermesa.studio slash podcasts or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are streaming. If you'd like to help get Thunder Mesa Studios podcasts and videos on the air, please consider joining our Patreon campaign. Our patrons get early access and exclusive content for as little as $3 a month. You can find out more at patreon.com slash thundermesa. And now, folks, hey, the drums stopped. You know what that means. I got me a train to catch. Keep moving forward, amigos. Adios for now.